This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, as many parents know, they are likely counting down the days, possibly the hours until the kids go back to school. But uh, as we've also been hearing and seeing, because of the Supreme Court decision, there will be a lot of new hires and a lot of school districts at this point still have positions to fill. We are joined on the line now by Glenn Hansman. He is the president of the BC Teachers Federation. Glenn, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. A lot of focus has been on the district of Surrey as the biggest district, still with a lot of positions to be filled. How concerned are you about those vacancies with the start of the school year still just a few days away? Well, in August, we typically see a bunch of postings come out anyway from a bit of a domino effect from all the work that's normally done in the spring hiring people. But this year has an additional challenge in part because of a good news story. I mean, it's great that we have all these frontline services going back in front of children and youth. What has been really troubling, though, is because of all the political turmoil back in the spring and no one really there to make decisions, a lot of the preemptive work that could have been done back in May and June simply didn't happen. And So we had big school districts like Langley and Surrey and Richmond unsure about how much money they'd be getting, um, a lot of mixed messages from the previous government about the size of the funding envelope that they'd be uh, receiving. And so that's part of the reason why we're seeing lots of jobs being posted now. But, of course, the other dynamic, too, is that there's only so much of a supply of teachers within the province, and it's really hard right now for school districts to attract sufficient numbers of people from out of province to come to BC and have a, a go at a career in British Columbia when they've got student loans and they can make way more money in other parts of the country. And so that's something that's going to have to be rectified. Like, what can we do to attract enough people to come from Manitoba, Ontario, Alberta, to come west of the Rockies and, and stay here and uh, contribute to our communities and provide some stability and uh, stay for the long term to uh, be one of those people that are providing these restored services to students in our schools. What tools do districts have right now to do that as far as, say, the Surrey School District wants to make it a more attractive offer? Can they do that to a teacher to, to try and entice a teacher to come there? Not much, unless the province sort of uh, gives the green light and increases uh, the funding envelope a little bit. They couldn't do much. I mean, the outgoing government did set aside $2 million back in May in order to do a bit of outreach. And, you know, to their credit, school districts and the BC Public Schools Employers Association were out at more or less every teacher education program across Canada, including a lot of places that they hadn't been to before. But when you're competing with all these other school districts across Canada, and uh, not only can somebody make a lot more money as a student teacher in almost every other place in the country, but it doesn't cost as much to live, it's a hard sell unless somebody was sure that they had a place to live. You know, maybe they have family out here or friends out here. And so, you know, we we need to um, see the province working with us and school districts, too, to create student loan forgiveness programs, maybe put offers on the table while, where they'll pay people's moving expenses for uh, rural and northern communities in the province. You know, look at medical travel and be a bit more flexible with leaves. So if people just need to get away from the snow and the darkness for a, a, a bit, um, school districts as employers will be a bit more flexible than they have in the past, perhaps. So, I mean, there's a variety of options, some of which might cost some money, some don't, but that you see used in other sectors 
in other jurisdictions that might make the difference if we're still scrambling for a couple hundred more teachers. Uh, because even as of last week in Vancouver, there were, I think, almost 300 part-time and full-time positions, and that was everything from uh, classroom teachers uh, to support positions, uh, more than we would normally see at this time of year. Uh, so what happens then if we start the school year, if some of those positions aren't filled, what happens in that scenario? Well, in the short term, it'll mean that the, the list of teachers teaching on call will get depleted. I mean, at the end of the day, we want people who are qualified and certified. We want certified teachers, and we want people who are qualified for those roles. And so for the first little while, there might be you know, two or three people that kind of get placed into that temporarily until the positions can actually be filled by somebody who is um, appropriate for the role. And, uh, and so the month of September might see a bit more uh, instability in that regard. I mean, ultimately, it's also reflective of how much was taken away from the system. The you know, fact that these jobs are back is just you know, giving you an indication of how much services were reduced in BC schools over the past 16 years. And, and so we'll get there. It will take some time to sort of turn the tide and get everywhere, everyone where they need to be. But it's not just the contract positions. It's also the teacher teaching on call list, because even last school year, before all these jobs were restored, uh, we had big school districts. You know, Surrey, again, um, was missing about 110 people on average that they needed to fill just day-to-day vacancies. And that meant huge disruptions for special ed programs, English language learner programs, teacher librarians and counselors. A lot of people would get reassigned temporarily to fill in in classroom positions, um, and that meant that their programs were disrupted. Uh, students with special needs that were supposed to be getting small group or one-on-one support couldn't get it on the days that were scheduled because the district didn't have enough teachers on uh, teachers teaching on call to go around. And uh, Surrey and Vancouver weren't unique in that regard. That played itself out to a greater or lesser degree in other parts of the provinces too. And it's demoralizing for staff. It's bad for the students because they don't get the programming they should have. So we have to make sure that we not only fill these contracts that are being posted right now, um, but that we also get additional people here so we have enough teachers teaching on call. And um, we're committed to work with school districts in the province to try to move forward on this as much as possible. We proposed a bunch of ideas, um, but other than the other than the outreach that um, school districts are doing to teacher education programs around the province, we haven't sort of got anything else concrete back. And uh, the clock is ticking, and um, we're running out of time because a lot of the people who did graduate probably would have accepted jobs elsewhere by now. And and that's what a lot of questions have come in as to, to why this wasn't done sooner and why the and was it the political uncertainty or or is it just the timing we we generally always do it at this time of year just because of this ruling and because of the the sheer number of positions there's more of them. Well, that depends who you ask. I mean, as far back as November, we identified this as being a potential problem. And even before then, too, I mean, we won the Supreme Court of Canada case back in November. It was reasonable to assume that there was a good chance that we were going to win. And so school districts at that time should have been preparing. And to their credit, there were districts like Coquitlam that as soon as the court case came down, they started doing that outreach to the rest of the province. But others... Uh, not so much, and that's unfortunate. And perhaps that was because of the mixed signals that the provincial government was doing. But that whole election period between you know the beginning of April when the writ was dropped all the way into July, there was no one at the helm. I mean, once the election period started, um, there wasn't really much happening by way of political decision-making. And in the normal course of events, after the May 9th election, 
you know, had things kind of been a bit clearer and had the previous government not kind of hung on to things for several more weeks, we would have had somebody there May 10th onwards to, to start making decisions around, yes, we will provide more money for this. Uh, yes, we will give school districts permission to start offering things like student loan forgiveness programs, and that didn't occur. And so you know, a lot of the work that would have happened in May and June simply didn't occur. A Langley school district held off on posting a whole bunch of jobs because they weren't confident that the Liberals were going to give them all the money that they were promising. The Richmond school district, the second, uh, second last week of uh, June, found out that they were receiving uh, less money than what they thought they should be getting. A hundred and one uh, the money for 101 teachers <laughs> less than what they had uh, um, asked the province in order to fully implement this language. And uh, over the summer, that uh, that financial situation has been rectified, so it's been really good that the new government has moved quickly on that. Now we need to get some decisions around what else can we do to entice people to come west of the Rockies and stay. All right, Dan Glenn, just before I let you go, just to, to put parents, uh, to let parents know, because I think parents are concerned that September is going to be chaotic for students in many districts uh, with, with getting teachers in positions and uh, making sure there's, there are teachers in the classrooms. So what do you say to parents? Well, it's, yeah, I wouldn't use the word chaotic. Things are, this is a good news story in that it's, we're adding back. Uh, what was taken away. So at the at the end of the day, once the dust settles, it is going to mean more services in almost every school around the province, whether it's uh, elementary, middle school, secondary school, or an adult ed program. And uh, this means there's going to be more opportunities for kids to learn, more adults there to work with them. Um, and given what was included in uh, the new Minister of Education's mandate letter from the new Premier, um, there's other good things to look forward to in the public education system this year. And so this is a, um, a bit of a struggle. It's a, a mess left by the previous government, but um, the new government uh, working together with school districts and us will be able to clean this up. Um, it's just frustrating that here we are two weeks before the spring, uh, before the school year starts, and uh, things that we're working on right now could have been done back in the spring had all the game playing not occurred. All right, Glenn, we'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Yes, you're welcome. Take care. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.